Welcome to another edition of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hallberg. Joining me today is the co-pastor of Northwest Bible Baptist Church and the Dean of Students at Providence Baptist College, Brother Phil Cavanaugh. Thanks so much for joining us. We're glad to be here today. Absolutely, and it's a pleasure to have you with us. Uh, you do a lot of counseling uh, with the couples in our church. You have your own Sunday school class with couples in our church, and of course, counsel a lot of our uh, young people that are college age. They're looking at their future. Uh, and figuring out what God would have for them. And the big question on any young person's mind is, <laughs> who do I marry? Do I get married? When do I get married? All of those questions that just, their entire life is one big blank and they have no idea what's going on with that. And marriage is a huge part of that. Can you talk a little bit about the topic of marrying the right one? Uh, what a young person needs to look for? Uh, what do they need to not look for? Uh, in a spouse and just how critical this decision is in their life. So I'll kind of turn you loose and uh, we'll follow up with some questions in a little bit. For sure, I, obviously marriage is one of the most important uh, decisions you're ever gonna make in your life outside mm -hmm. of salvation. And uh, this perspective obviously is coming from uh, a young person uh, who is saved, they know they're saved and uh, obviously they want to uh, not be unequally yoked. Mm -hmm. And so that the pursuit of that relationship with somebody uh, should be with somebody who is exactly who you are. Um, and so it is an important decision and one that uh, it, it, sometimes for young people, it's discouraging because it almost feels like it's hopeless or it's never gonna happen, but mm -hmm. uh, it's happened for 6,000 years and it's gonna keep <laughs> on happening. <laughs> Uh, it's yeah. just the, it's a lot of it is the patience. It's the, you know, it's, it's giving God the blank canvas and letting him fill in the details. And uh, when it comes to uh, that decision, there's plenty of examples of those who have done it wrong. And then there's plenty of examples. And sadly, sometimes they're not the ones that get the attention, but ones that have done it right. They've been married for a long, long time and uh, God has blessed them and used them. You know, uh, back in Genesis, you know, God, God said, it's not good for man to be alone. Mm -hmm. And uh, he created that help me. And marriage, uh, biblically defined, um, is, is something that uh, an individual, two individuals can be joined together and become uh, a powerhouse for God. And their influence and their purpose can be magnified uh, to, to bring him glory mm -hmm. uh, and to be obedient to the word of God. And that, that produces... Uh, the home and the way that God designed it, but of course it, it helps and assists in having strong churches. And uh, the institution of the home is, is, is very important. And if young people do it right, uh, they can be blessed. It doesn't have to be a heartache, a life of misery. Be, misery. It can be a life that uh, gives God the glory uh, and a life that accomplishes much through that influence in a dark world that really has destroyed biblical marriage. You mentioned Adam and Eve. Of course, they're the you know, supreme example when it comes to marriage because they were the first marriage. And God created them in innocency. God created them with purity. And I think this is a great illustration for the importance of having purity uh, going into marriage and having purity it within your marriage even afterward as well. Can you talk a little bit about you know, that importance and what that means? That's probably one of the most difficult things that young people face today is maintaining purity in such in, in a, a world that is so impure. Mm. There's such a level of uh, evilness and wickedness that 
uh, is robbing the innocency and the purity of our young people. And uh, it is definitely uh, manifesting itself in new ways every day. Uh, what you would have helped somebody with in a marriage uh, 10, 15 years ago is, is, is to a degree, it's the same evil sin, if you will, but it seems like the roots have been laid at a younger age now that are manifested in marriage. And when, where did this start, you know, with this problem and, and counseling? And it's like, it started when they were six years old or eight years old. And you're like, whoa. And it just, it, 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 it you know, there's that level of innocency that has been robbed and purity that's been mm-hmm. gone. And so I definitely emphasize purity uh, we all should have, the Word of God emphasizes it. We need to emphasize it uh, in our teaching and in our preaching for young people uh, that if you want a successful marriage, you must maintain purity. And that's not just, you know, in my day, they would have said, keep your, keep your purity, keep your purity, keep your purity. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm thank God for that kind of preaching. But even today, in an advanced way, your mental purity, not just your physical purity. Sure. You've got to keep your mental purity. You know, Psalm 103 tells us, I'll, I'll set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. The devil works overtime uh, to dilute biblical purity and allow there to be a compromise uh, in a way that young people can't handle uh, what the devil's throwing at them. Mm -hmm. And it will destroy their purity, uh, the thought life, uh, and then the manifestation of that one day uh, it, it's robbing marriages, it's robbing homes, it's, it's a loss of innocency, and uh, the devil's crafty at what he does, and we need to make sure we guard against it. Well, you're absolutely right. When we say that we're purity, we automatically assume sexual purity and in that vein, but when you look at the story of Adam and Eve, what caused them to not be pure anymore? It wasn't a sexual sin, it's a si- disobeying a simple command from God. And so right. I think the illustration is any sin can cause impurity, and any sin between a man and his wife uh, can, you know, separate and, right. you know, damage a marriage. Yeah. So um, talk to us a little bit about um, the idea of going into a marriage with a plan. I mean, the Bible advises us that, you know, you count the cost. Uh, you, <laughs> when you go to war, you, you, you do, when you build a tower, you count the cost there. When you're trying to build a home, when you're trying to build a marriage, obviously you've got to have a plan of what, what, am, what, is, my, what is my objective? What am I trying to do with this marriage? And many young people, they think marriage is especially young ladies, it's, oh, I get to have a wedding. <laughs> and then, guess what? You still have to live the rest of your life with this bum, right. you know? What is the plan? What is the purpose? Well, obviously, the purpose and the plan has to come from the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And if you're not careful, your perspective of what marriage is will be hijacked by Hollywood. It'll be hijacked by emotionalism. Mm-hmm. It'll be hijacked by feelings. And it's good just get back to the book and say, okay, and to a degree, it's just role play in, in, in the fact of you identify male and female. You identify my purpose uh, as a man. Uh, the ultimate goal is I'm supposed to love my wife as Christ loved the church. Uh, the, the, the wife is supposed to reverence her husband uh, and not in a reverential fear type of way, but in, uh, as a help meet, mm-hmm. uh, which is a very important biblical word. Uh, and there's a, there's a unity there. Uh, that is, as I said earlier, it's a multiplier of what we accomplish independently uh, as opposed to what we can accomplish as two becoming one flesh. And so understand the biblical role and then understand looking forward, you know, as you're planning to get in a relationship, uh, it, it has to be something that you're looking at following 
you know, certain biblical mandates uh, and biblical expectations and also mm-hmm. that biblical blessing that you want, the pastoral uh, aspect of that where there's safety in the multitude of counselors where you have that you have those people who know you mm-hmm. uh, and are willing to help you along the way the parental blessing those are blessings that you want in your relationship going forward and obviously there's a lot of elements that go with that as well yeah I think you know if I can make a comparison here you're you're, you're looking to fill a position you know, of a husband or fill a position of a wife. And just like applying for a job, there's certain job requirements uh, and there is a certain expectation, a role. You're filling a role. There are certain things that the boss would expect of you and from you. And you have to kind of go into a marriage relationship with your eyes wide open, knowing that if I am going to be the husband of this wife, there are certain things expected of me. I've got this is my job description. And the same thing with the wife. Uh, and if you get outside that job description, uh, you have chaos. Uh, you're stepping on each other's toes, just like in any work environment. If you don't follow your job description, something will go undone. Or you have two people competing over the same task. And mm-hmm. you know, it just brings inefficiency and even conflict mm-hmm. with any relationship. So uh, talk about some prerequisites for marriage. Um, talk to me about, you know, what do I look for in, in maybe a spouse? Um, or what should a young person not look for in a spouse? What are some things that are just red flags that maybe you should you know, back off and ask some counsel on some things here? Yeah, that's a loaded question, and there's not a, a short answer to it, sure. really. Uh, a, a shotgun blast answer would probably be, ultimately, you want to make sure that they're saved. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that they love the Lord. That, that's a number one must. If you cannot answer the question, does this person love the Lord? Does this guy love the Lord? Does this uh, lady love the Lord? That's, a, that's, that's your deal breaker right there. There has to be an evidence that this person loves the Lord. And then, of course, you want... Uh, you want to observe that in that process. You have expectations and you have dreams and you've got to give that to God. You should never, be, you should never expect to marry somebody that in, in, to be something that you're not willing to be. Mm, and good. a lot of times we have, we, have these, we have these expectations that I'm going to marry and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, but we want the, other, we want the opposite gender to be something that we're not willing to be. And, and, and what we got to understand is you need to marry what you, you need to, you need to marry, you'll end up marrying who you are Mm -hmm. and not what you're not. And hopefully uh, it's important to know, we, 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 I would say I married up. I hope you say you married up. Uh, And that's a, that's built on the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, But you have to make sure that you are looking forward to uh, really fixing now what I need to work on before you get in a relationship and then say, I'm going to fix these problems. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work that way. Uh, I've said it many, many times that uh, a marriage certificate is only a Band-Aid for a lust issue. So if we were to use a lust issue as, a, as, as an illustration, you know, the Bible says flee, flee also fornication. Flee fornication. There's a life. You can't, you can't have, not have control over your the lust of the, the, the mind and the body, and then expect, well, one day I'm just going to get married and I'm not going to have these issues anymore. You must fix those issues. You have to have control over that, your spirit. And uh, so, well, I'm just going to get married and I'm, I won't have these lust issues. That's, not, that's just not the case. Mm-hmm. So you fix now 
what the Holy Spirit tells you you need to be fixed so that you can have that harmony in the home and you can have the right perspective of what marriage is and you're not backtracking uh, in, in really a level of counseling that has to take place and the hurt that is going to uh, be manifested in that marriage because of a lack of preparation. There's a lot of things to look for. You know, you want to make sure that does this, you know, in, in a spouse, is this person willing to forgive? Uh, does this person live with resentment and bitterness? Does this person have uh, a love for humanity, for people? Are they kind? Are they caring? Uh, purity is a big deal. Do you feel like these, this person uh, is battling to keep their purity? And uh, do, are, do they live up to the same standards, biblical standards that I have set for myself and the Bible has set? You know, so you don't want to uh, just take the first thing that comes along. You want to observe. And, 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 and there's no such thing as a perfect marriage or a sure. perfect relationship. But there is such thing as a perfect will of God. And that should be something that you observe. And there is, uh, there is the, the blessing from parental, pastoral, and even the Holy Spirit. Very important in your life to know, no, this is, this is God's will for my life. And you have to know that as well. And then your counsel will support that. I think you've addressed another issue I was going to bring up. It's this idea of, um, we've all heard the term settling. Oh man, he settled or she settled for someone but then on the other hand, some people can be so picky and choosy that you know, as soon as they find somebody that has a fault, which don't we all, oh, write them off. They have a fault. And you've know, you got to be willing to forgive people from faults and know, you know, understand that, I'm sorry, you can't marry Jesus Christ. <laughs> he was already here. He's up in heaven now. Yeah. Uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, when you were in college? Uh, we were in college together. What drew you to your wife um, and what um, things... Are you happy that you have in a wife? Well, first off, she's beautiful. I mean, come <laughs> on. Um, I better say that. I'm going to get Amen. in trouble, right? It's That's true. Right. But, you know, a lot of times where we get in trouble is we have, we've created an environment of protection, which is very important for young people mm -hmm. that, to protect themselves. Uh, there's certain focuses. You know, I often tell my kids, you know, regardless of what grade they're in, you know, they have a, a big, uh, they have a first world problem. It's like, hey, let's just get through kindergarten, okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, the focus can be so distracted from certain things. It's like, it's the end of the world because of a certain problem. It's like, no, let's just get through seventh grade. And uh, so a lot of times we, 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 we focus or we push this down the road a little bit. And then all of a sudden, they get this opportunity where now that I can, I can engage in a relationship, I, I'm, let's say I'm free to observe. And as a result of that, sometimes young people get in trouble because they have this, they've created an, a 16 or 18 year mindset of what they want instead of what they need. Hmm. And when it comes to marriage, it should be what you need and not what you want. But if it's what God's will for your life is and what he knows you need, it will always be what you want. You just have to have the right sequence there. And a lot of people miss the will of God. I believe they miss the will of God because they have this blonde hair, blue eye perspective in their mind of, I want this person. I want this physical attribute instead of the spiritual attributes. Mm -hmm. And that is what you really, really need. You're, if you're just marrying a face, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. Now, 
you're still marrying somebody, okay? So yeah. no one's asking you to marry a troll, uh, <laughs> but I think it's important that, that you do look at what I need. This person is going to fill my gaps in a biblical sense, and from that, uh, you, you get it, and, and you, you, you will get what you want. And it's amazing how that works where, you know, this is God's will for my life. Hollywood has manipulated Christians into demanding from God unbiblical expectations. Hmm. And it's, it's really, it's destroying a lot of marriages today, which is then weakening the home, which is then affecting the church. Because we don't have pastors and teachers, you know, we have a lot of good ones, but we have some that just, well, we kind of leave it to the young people and they end up in marriages uh, that are absolutely a a life of heartbreak and hurt. And ultimately, uh, the word that when I was a kid, you didn't even say the D word. It was divorce. You didn't even say it. It ends with that. And it's, it's not something that should be accepted. But if you don't have a plan going into your relationship, you'll end up in that in that play. Well, I appreciate your time and talking on this topic. Marrying the right one is so important and seeking pastoral counsel like you talked about. So thanks so much for joining us. Glad to be here today. Absolutely. If you want to check out our other conversations with Pastor Cavanaugh, make sure you check out our YouTube channel and also the audio-only platforms as well. Thank you so much for joining us.